sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. But there is, unseen by most, an underworld, a place that is just as real, but not as brightly lit. A dark side. Welcome back to Talks from the Dark Side. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. And I'm Chris Barr. And uh, today we're talking about Painkiller, which aired October 14th, 1984, uh, written by Haskell Barkin and directed by Armani Mastroianni. Um, And this would be uh, the third episode chronologically uh as far as airing goes it's it's the fourth in our series but it's the third in the in the tales from the dark side series so yeah chris do you want to uh give the uh the summary of, of this episode so yeah so this is the story of harvey and nadine and so harvey uh suffers from both back pain and his nagging wife nadine uh his doctor finds nothing wrong with him physically and decides that his problem is by Something else, which we'll find out. Possibly nefarious. Well, most likely nefarious. Most likely <laughs> nefarious. We're, we're only uh, four episodes into this, if you count the pilot, and every episode is ended in some kind of nefarious fashion. So I'm going to say pretty good chance. <laughs> L- um, <laughs> yes, factual. <laughs> I, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. So we open up with Peggy Cass, who's playing Nadine Turner, and Lou Jacoby playing Harvey Turner. This is like perfectly cast, by the way. Oh, absolutely. These two together, I love their chemistry together. And uh, Peggy Cass is also in an episode of Monsters, too. One of my favorite ones, uh, uh, Parents from Space, where she plays opposite Frank Gorshin in that. And uh, it, they're great. Uh, I look forward to seeing that eventually. I know we're going to get to it in a couple of years, I think. But uh... but that's. I think this is our first crossover, uh, right? Or if somebody was in Monsters? I don't know yet. If we did, it was one of the um, you know supporting characters. Definitely. Yeah. But we're going to have a lot of crossover with the monster series. Oh, yeah. I got to say, just right up front, this guy that plays Harvey, what was his name? Lou Jacoby. This guy can put on one hell of a face and he plays a great sad sap, <laughs> but holy shit, is he a bad actor. This guy was a stand-up comedian. What do you mean, Nadine? Nadine, what's... I'm... I, my back hurts. Don't help me. I'll just, uh, just let me stand here a minute. <laughs> Lou Jacoby, you mean the frumpy Bob Hoskins? <laughs> <laughs> God, he looked like Mario in this with that fucking mustache, like retired Mario. Could you imagine if he played Mario? That would be amazing. With the same kind of delivery? Yeah, he's out of commission most of the movie because his back's out. Luigi, my back. Mamma mia. Fix my lug nut, Luigi. Take the wrench out of the toolbox and crank me up. Let's go. It's a me, Lou Jacoby. (laughs) (laughs) Jacoby. We're off to a good start. (laughs) Well, we start off in this living room scene. 
They're watching Night of the Living Dead, which I thought was pretty funny considering this is George Romero's uh, anthology series. Well, by that time, I think it was public domain anyway because nobody had the fucking rights to it. Of course, our good friend uh, Tony from Hack the Movies worked with George Romero on his version of the film, Hack the Living Dead. So we all know it's public domain. So uh, check that out if you haven't seen it. Tony inserted himself in the movie. Joe's in there. He eats a bug. I'm a fucking zombie. Yeah. But yeah, Nadine and Harvey are in their living room watching TV and Harvey's like studying to become a computer uh, guy? Question mark? A computer engineer, I think. Yeah. At like 65. Yeah, well, he's been working in the auto parts uh, portion of Nadine's brother's like auto shop. And uh, Nadine's like, oh, Harvey, you're going to be a computer genius now. You know, don't we deserve more money? You want to be an executive like my fucking brother? It just cracks me up that this guy is this old and he's like trying to learn this whole book. He's like, yeah, just the symbols. They don't make sense to me, Nadine. (laughs) I love that he's on like the fifth page and she's like, how's it going? He's like, I'm almost finished with it. Yeah, it's like this gigantic book that yeah. he's just like just trying to all like just take in. It's like I'm almost done, Nadine. <laughs> and it's the day before the test you find out. Yeah. Yeah, the the night before. Let me cram this all in. She's like eating chocolates. Caramels. <laughs> and he's like, Is that a caramel? I love caramels. And she's like, No, you can get it rot your teeth, you're on a diet. Shut the fuck up. Get back to your book. And she, and obviously we learned that she's like a really crazy like nagging wife who's just like constantly putting the guy down and 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 just like walking all over him. And it's like she's so good at playing like the naggy wife. She it's perfect. She's perfect. Uh, and again in that monsters episode she's also great. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. But uh, especially like these characters, like she was made for this shit. With the, her voice and everything. So, uh, so yeah, so he's like, oh, I'm going to get some coffee. So he gets up and he goes to get some coffee. And he ends up getting stricken with this, like, crazy back pain that, like, freezes him up. And he falls on the ground and just, like, is laying on the ground in the middle of the kitchen. Yeah, from picking up a teaspoon. <laughs> I picked up a teaspoon and I <laughs> fell on the ground. He pulls it out of the drawer and just, like, holds it and just, like, locks up. With his patented fucking, oh, every time. Oh. His, every, yeah. You know that's when he's hurt. So then he's like, uh, I'm not going to be able to get up. I'll just lay here a couple hours. <laughs> I'll just lay here a while, Nadine, okay? She comes in. She's like, what are you doing on the floor? She's like, oh, all right. I mean, you could lay on the floor if you want. You want me to get the book for you so you can study? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> want me to bring your book in? <laughs> I was thinking about that. Well, even if he did do that, I mean, the guy's back's out. He didn't read the fucking book, but it's like he's holding it over his head and he keeps dropping it and hitting himself <laughs> in the face with this heavy ass book that's got to weigh like five pounds. I don't think so, Nadine. <laughs> She's like, all right. <laughs> Good night. Well, see ya. She's like, oh, the first time we haven't slept together the whole time we've been married. Here's a blanket. I didn't want to get one of the good ones and put it on the floor, though. He's already been laying there for like five hours. Because she comes back in. She's like, it's fucking midnight. What are you doing still laying on the <laughs> right. floor? Yeah, she's already changed into her, like, her nightgown. Yeah. Right. And then she gives him a blanket, but not one of the nice ones. No. And this is when he sees a man in the window while he's trying to fall asleep. Uh, touching his nose, standing in a tree, and he just goes, Nadine, Nadine, there's a man in the window. <laughs> She's like, what? Speak up. <laughs> Speak up there, asshole. I can barely hear you. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, 
that that nose thing real quick is like that basically means like something you know something is secret right or like or keep quiet about it don't you know it's supposed to be secret i love how it comes back at the end in a big way oh yeah but she looks outside and it's raining and she's like ah it's just raining cats and dogs you didn't see anybody out there you're you're imagining it He's like, I really saw it. If you want to sleep on the floor like some kind of fucking animal, that's fine. But I got to go to sleep, she says. Get back to sleep. Turns the light off on him. <laughs> yeah. She implied, like, Jody, your point, She when she's saying the animal line, she's implying he's going to be, like, eating out of the fridge because he's a slob. Like, he, he's got to be, like, sleeping next to the bed for easy access. Or some shit like that, yeah. Well, he looks like he would actually do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got to go in there for some salami, get out the gabagool. Oh, yeah, man. I got to make a me a sandwich. Makes himself a nice Reuben on the floor. <laughs> floor Reuben? Well, you never had a floor Reuben? <laughs> it's open-faced floor Reuben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even use a plate. At 2 a.m. So he ends up going to see this doctor, and it's fucking Farley Granger, man. The Prowler himself. Oh, had no idea. Yeah, he was in Hitchcock's Stranger on a, Strangers on a Train and Rope. And uh, he's also in another episode of Monsters, uh, this episode called Malcolm, which is directed and written by Tom Noonan, who we're going to fucking get to in the next couple episodes. Yeah, and then Tom Noonan's in the next episode. Yeah, put that in pocket. It's like, yeah, these crossovers start really coming up like this. And they're all intertwined, so it's, it's, it's cool shit, especially when you're super familiar with it, and you're like, ah. And it is fun going through, like, the uh, IMDb listings of all like everyone in the you know involved in these. Oh yeah. Um, one one thing I turned up is um, completely you know it's like usually when I do this I look at like the director what he's done the producer and the actors, but um, going through before I paused it right in the credits at the end of the episode. So Joe, I don't know if you caught this, but the director of photography, did you see who that is? No. It's um, Ernest Dickerson. No shit. Yeah. And so he did, he started off as a DP doing camera on a lot of these shows. I think he did a couple Monsters episodes, but, uh, and then he went on to direct a whole bunch of, uh, you know, TV, like he did Dexter, Walking Dead, you know, a few episodes like that. But he also did uh, the Tales from the Crypt movie, the first one, uh, Demon Knight. That's amazing, dude. So yeah, going through like, you know, the, you know, what everyone's done on this, it's like, you kind of see everyone like where they started, which is, uh, you know, a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, totally. But yeah, seeing that name pop up, I was like, holy shit, no way. <laughs> yeah, I totally missed that one. Nice catch. So the key thing here with this doctor's visit, though, is that the doctor just happens to be the man he saw in the window. He's like, that's him. That's the face I saw, Nadine. What? The I could pick him out in a crowd. Yeah, you could, I could pick him out of a line. <laughs> So the doctor's like, hmm, yes, Farley Granger. I fucking love Farley Granger, man. He's great. And he's just like, hmm, there's nothing visibly wrong with you, yeah? But there's something definitely wrong with you. Uh, tension, perhaps? He's like, no, uh, well, the new computer class has got me all fucked up. And he's like, ah, that seems about right. Okay, well, uh... We'll just have to do something about it. And, like, he doesn't, like, prescribe him anything, but there's, like, this passage of time where, like, he's been, 
he he keeps getting like diagnosed and like whether it's pills or whatever because like we go back to the house he's got this fucking like headgear on and Nadine's like what are you doing she's like you know you know the how much is that costing us and it's like oh it's, it's only going to be 300 bucks or whatever and she fucking freaks because they've been to like uh, a chiropractor and some other fucking guy. She's like, that little Chinese man with sticking needles in you, that didn't help either. What makes you think this headgear is going to help you? This is where I kind of was starting to think, all right, what the hell's happening here? This guy made some kind of deal that he doesn't realize he made. I'm like, you know, I don't know yet, but I'm trying to figure out what the hell is wrong here. Like, this doctor's obviously doing something that's causing him to just continually be in pain. Yeah, it looks like he's getting ripped off. And like, and then plus right. the, the yeah. wife that keeps chiming in just like over his shoulder just keeps nagging him. And, she, and then she's upset about money because she wants to buy, uh, what was it, a new... Um, <laughs> A new blouse or some shit. Yeah. She sweet talks him at first when he just finds out he's going to be like out of work for two weeks initially. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get the check. You could buy both those lipsticks. And then now that it's like been a couple months and he's still out of work, she's like, ah, shit. Why are you getting all this medical equipment? It ain't going to work. And then this is the part where she like flips it on him. Like, do you even know what this is doing to me? You're tearing me apart, Harvey. What What the fuck? Well, right, it's, like, heavily implied that she just thinks he's making it up so he doesn't have to work. So, he ends up, I guess, feeling fine because he's all dressed up, ready to go to work. He's like, my first day back, this is going to be great. Can't wait to get back to work. And Nadine's like, don't forget your lunchbox. As soon as he grabs his lunchbox and goes to leave the house, he's just like, he's just like, oh! <laughs> he's not even, not even out of the kitchen. And he just, like, freezes up again. His back is to the camera. Yeah, he has, like, one of those arches in the uh, kitchen, like a lot of people have. I actually have uh, uh, just a little bit of uh, behind the scenes. I'm, out, I'm watching my parents' house currently, and they have the exact same kind of archway in their uh, kitchen. So my girlfriend was watching with me, and she's like, wait, what the heck happened? Why is this back out again? I was like, oh, watch this. I fucking pat- pantomime the whole thing, putting my hand on the wall. He's like, Sean, you gotta do it. You gotta do it like a, a side, like a comparison. One with, yeah, one with Harvey and one of you. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious though. Like I kind of felt bad for the guy, but the way that it plays out, she's like, I can't put up with this for much longer. He's like, please, don't help me. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like last time. And that's the thing too. It's like you do feel bad for the guy. Yeah. It's like yeah, he's sort of like a you know kind of just like. What's like you know, kind of like a sad sack, but he's like a pushover. This guy, yeah, with between his wife and everything, you kind of just feel bad for him. But uh, and then yeah, that just makes it all the all you know all the better. Yeah, and he like suggests he's like maybe while my back is getting better, you can go get a job because we're hurting for money. She's like, Pfft. she's like, I'm not gonna work as a cashier. What are you fucking crazy? Yeah, I'm I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm better yeah. than that. I got caramels to eat. So then he uh, somehow drags his ass to the doctor, and he's like, I don't know what to, what to do, doc. And this time he's by himself. Right, which is key. Well, yeah, the doctor calls him and is like, and he's like, really? You can? And he's like, Dr. Roebuck can cure me? Absolutely. It's going to work. So then he goes to see Roebuck again. Yeah, and he's basically like, all right, yeah, I can fix you up, but I have a uh, unusual pill to swallow, let's say. I'll do anything, Doc. Just whatever you could do, I'll do anything. So my back will be fixed. Oh. Okay, we murder your wife. <laughs> uh yes, we're gonna. You're gonna. We're gonna kill your wife. And he's like, 
What? Can you say that again? <laughs> what? A what? Then we get a commercial break, which I thought was funny as hell, because then they basically repeat the scene for people that missed it. Yeah, could you say that again for the other people that just <laughs> turned on the channel? <laughs> yeah, for the people that like, called their neighbor and was like, you have to see this shit. Harvey, I can't hear you. Say it again. Did you? Are you watching Tales from the Dark Side? Flip it on. It's on Channel 5. <laughs> well, I won't know what's happening. Now, don't worry. They're going to tell you. As soon as this Olive Garden commercial's over, they'll, <laughs> they'll clue you in. Kill my wife? An accident? You must be some kind of sicko. Oh, well, yeah. A uh, happy accident there, Harvey. What, what do you say there, kiddo? <laughs> he, he goes, happy. <laughs> I love how Harvey's just like, my wife? You, what? You're going to kill my wife? All right, sure, fuck it. All right. <laughs> because they're talking about, the, even though she's berating him the whole time, like, they keep playing up that they're happy. I don't see how after everything that went down, but he's like, I love my wife. Well, what if what if we just did it and it was an accident? Huh, my back will be okay? <laughs> sure. <laughs> this guy's a fucking doormat, and he's like, you know, I, I, do you think he would thought he was joking? He's like, uh, sure, go ahead, whatever you say. Well... Maybe. And then the doctor goes into, you know, trying to explain why. And he's like, okay. He's like, picture Nadine. Yeah. Picture her, <laughs> her shrill voice. Her cold, dark eyes. Yeah. Cold, dark eyes. <laughs> and her smile and her disgusting face that you want to punch. You can almost see him get the, get the chills. <laughs> and he's like, you know what, doc? That does sound good. All right. Happy accident it is. He's like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> You talked me into it very easily. Where do I sign? It's almost like you have me under your thumb or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, there isn't a whole lot of like reluctance. No. He's like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Back pain or my nagging wife dead? Hmm. So then we have this fucking great scene. Again, another little passage of time is implied, but he's laying on the couch in his pajamas. And he's got the phone, and I love how he cradles it like on his shoulder. He's like, ah, yeah, hello. Oh, yeah, no, she, my wife, she went out to the store. Okay, I'll talk to you later. And it's like, okay. He makes sure to do it, like, the laziest way possible. <laughs> he, like, yeah. puts it on his shoulder and then gets comfortable and then is like, hello? Yeah. And then he gets a second call, and this time it's the uh, police telling him that his wife was in an accident and uh, was killed. And he's like... What? I'll be right down there right away. <laughs> and here's that award-winning acting coming into play. Yeah. <laughs> Nadine. <laughs> what in happened? an accident. In an accident. Nadine. Wait a minute. My back is better. It doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> it made my wife disappear. <laughs> He's jumping on the bed eating popcorn and eating caramels, dude. Yeah. yeah slides down the stairs out the front door. <laughs> yeah. He's doing backflips. In fact, I saw him do a triple Lindy off the diving board. All yeah. three of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. He goes down the fucking steps on the sled. Yeah. Cue that song. <laughs> he hits the he hits the ground and he goes through a portal into uh, that, that fucked up dimension. He passes uh, Rodney. They're both flying through the air, just like that video you made, Joe. Hey, man, if he's Bizarro Mario, it's true. Yeah. But yeah. the other Bob Hoskins, yeah. So 
another t- another passage of time happens, and the fucking house is a mess. There's shit all <laughs> over the place. This man cannot clean up after himself, uh, and he's stuffing like fucking five or six caramels at a time in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, he's li- he's living his best life now. He sure is. So this little woman, Anne Tracy, this little old woman, knocks on his door. She's like, "Hello, Miss. Hello, Mister Mister Harvey. Um, I just want to let you know." Uh, I killed your wife with my car, and I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? And he's like, because his fucking mouth is full of caramels. Yeah. And then she's like, just now, I didn't have a choice. And he's like, confused by that. I'm like, oh, 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 okay, now I get it. Yeah, she she like winks at him. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, the old woman shows up looking like one of the Benny Gesserit from Doom. <laughs> Fear oh is the God. mind killer. <laughs> Harvey Atreides. Can I have a caramel or Okay. You're on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> no, Harvey. The Harkonnens are attacking and these guys talking about fucking caramels. Oh my God, this guy would definitely be in a floating chair <laughs> stuffing him down his fucking gullet. Can- Brad Dorff's like sucking shit out of his face. Oh God. <laughs> So then he gets a call from the doctor, and he's like, ah, uh, yeah, how's your back? Oh, it's it's unbelievable. It doesn't hurt at all. Wait, you want me to come in? You want me to come in to get it? No, it's fine. It's fine. And he's like, ah, I'd like all my patients to come in for one last final uh, follow-up before we uh, call a case closed. It's like, okay, doc. Backs are tricky things, Harvey. You, can, you need to come in yeah. so I can check it out. <laughs> yeah, doctor's trying to get him to come back to the office, and it's... Yeah, sounds important. So he shows up in his nicest hat, his nice... Uh, he's got this white uh, newspaper boy hat on. Bolo tie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love when Harvey Granger is just like, oh, you look, um, well. And then, like, raises his eyebrows. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're doing good. <laughs> you look like shit, Harvey. How you doing? Covered in caramel. <laughs> yeah, it turns out my wife had a large uh, life insurance policy I had no clue about. I am uh, I could hire a maid, but uh, I just like money too much now. I don't know. I still go to work because I like working with my hands. I love the hours. Thanks. I My um, caramel runs through my veins now. <laughs> so this is where you get the hammer drop down on Harvey. Where he finds out uh, that the little old lady that stopped at his house, you know, intentionally ran over his wife. It wasn't an accident. Yeah, she was another patient of the doctor. And he's like, oh, I heard you had a visit from another patient of mine. He's like, oh, that woman that hit my wife? Yeah, it was an accident. He's like, yes, Harvey, a happy accident, (laughs) wink, wink. Right. He's like, what are you talking about, Doc? Uh, uh, Miss Tracy didn't do that on purpose. He's like, of course she fucking did. It was a repayment because that's how this works. You you, you know what I'm saying? That's the rules. And he's like, rules? He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, the agreement, remember, when you said it was okay to kill your wife? Yeah, and when you said you would do anything to fix your back, moron. (laughs) I love He's like, he's like, no, I'm not killing anybody. He's like, I'm not doing it. And he's like, but Harvey, that sweet old lady did that for you. Now you have to repay that favor. Yeah, someone killed someone for her. She killed someone for him. And now he has to kill someone else. Yeah. So it's this whole cycle thing that, you know, that we're into now. And then even if you had an inkling, but you weren't really sure, it's confirmed because the guy touches his nose and then Harvey... 
Harvey's back goes. He's like, oh, my back. Yeah, how about a migraine, Harvey? Yeah, how about a fucking migraine for for, for size? <laughs> I love how he's all cool, calm, and collected, though, because he starts, like, writing. A, it's almost like he's writing a prescription for Harvey because he's like, okay, well, he is the man you have to kill. And um, his daughter is suffering terrible migraines, so uh, he'll just have to be knocked off. So there's his address, and uh, let me know when he's dead. And then uh, it kind of just closes out with Harvey realizing he's got to do it, but he just keeps yelling, Who are you? Who are you? I'm going to report you. The doctor swivels his chair around like he's a Bond villain. Yeah. (laughs) Lightning crashes on his face right as he smiles. (laughs) And he touches his nose again. And it's like, okay, so he's the devil? Yeah. I I feel like that's always the answer with this show. That's what I'm learning. Yeah, so far. What, we're four episodes in and uh, we've had, uh, what, three already? I think they've all been devils. Yeah, de- two pretty damn sure, but m- maybe Jerry might not have been a devil. We're still verdicts out on that one. Maybe the boss. Maybe the boss was the devil. Three out of four devil stories so far. They're not. I swear, they're not all like this. Most of them are, though. <laughs> Most of them are. Yeah, to be fair, we're getting in. We're getting into some really good ones. Uh, some good ghost stories and good monster stories. But yeah, we got we got Ooh. devils up till this point. Uh, so. <laughs> So yeah, so then it kind of ends, and you know, he, like we said, he like he's laughing in the chair, and cut the credits, ooh, doo, doo, and then cue the theme. What did uh, what did we all think of this? Um, I, I before we started recording, I said you know I didn't hate it, but I don't know if I liked it, and I think that's even after talking about it, that's kind of where I landed. Like this was fun, but I feel like it's not going to be as memorable as we get deeper into this series. Um, the the guy that played Harvey again. He's memorable just because he's one of those, like, so bad he's good kind of actors, like something you'd see on Tim and Eric. Yeah. And, uh, at least in my opinion. And I I do kind of enjoy that he looks like Mario, even though maybe that's a little bit uh, on the nose. (laughs) But, uh, you know, Mario after retirement, you know, when when he retires from the uh, Mario Mario Brothers uh, plumbing company. Fat man with a mustache, check. Yeah. Vaguely Italian looking, check. (laughs) Portly, check. Yeah. Um... I don't know. This was this was weird. I, I love the devil twist at the end. I'm kind of into that. Even if we did just literally kind of get that with the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have no idea what the shooting on this was. If they shot him, you know, so sequentially or at the same time or out of order. So who the hell knows as far as that's concerned? I mean, you guys might know, but I don't know. So I, don't I think guess so. uh, probably would be on the shelf, the, the hypothetical shelf if we're talking movie dumpster terms. Definitely not a dumpster, but. Uh, low on the shelf i guess i would say yeah this one it's like like you said it's not very memorable but it is a fun and like weird episode also this is the first we're really getting into um more of like the comedy aspect of the show yeah that's true um there's a lot more um you know a lot more humor here but still get a little bit of like supernatural towards the end yeah absolutely but yeah it's a it's you know not totally memorable but uh it's fun to watch and it's just like weird so um, that's kind of the, you know, through the run of the show, you're going to have just a bunch of episodes that are just kind of stand out because of how weird they are. And this one is just like, it's just fun to watch. Totally. And this one stands out for me specifically just for Lou Jacoby's acting. Like, <laughs> I the, the, is that caramel? I love caramels. Like, my wife and I say that to each other all the time (laughs) like when we we would because i've made her watch this a lot let's just put it that way and um and yeah that i mean he's he's great and i love uh 
I love Peggy Cass. She she's just she's such a great character actor. Yeah, and she's like I think she's the one that really like carries this episode. Uh, it's like this is the most uh, this is like the best part of the, of the episode is is Peggy Cass. Sure, and it's just her like character in this and like the nagging wife. She just pulls it off like so good. And not to cut in on your uh, your review here, Joe, but just because you guys mentioned that, I meant to bring this up at the end there. There's actually like really. I don't know. Maybe this is obvious, but there's two victims in the two victims in this situation. Obviously, his wife dies, but it's that thing where like this devil or whatever he is, this doctor is very clearly turning them against each other, so that when he makes that offer, hey, we could just have your wife killed. It's easy because for the last nine months they've been uh, turned against each other because of this back injury that it created it wasn't like it was a natural thing well yes and no because she was she was an asshole before his back started hurting he's again he's a fucking doormat that just kind of put it over the edge that right, when, once right. he's in pain and she has to take care of him it's a fucking problem i guess what i'm saying is the the whole thing where it's like the doctor keeps like prescribing him shit and he's going to his house four or five times a month and it's like 30 bucks a visit oh he yeah. doesn't have to do that that's just to create more tension between them but yeah you're right she was always an asshole but it just makes it expl- it's you know gasoline in a match tank yes and no but his again because this is actually something like he, there's something medically wrong with him and she has no problem spending money on like two of the same color fucking dress true you know what i mean but she's giving him a hard time for like for things that could are prescribed to him to like possibly help him right yeah that's a good point but yeah it's it's i i really i i don't i, I don't love this episode but it's memorable to memorable to me because of the characters in this and i think if it was cast any other way i don't think it would be member memorable to me like even farley granger is just having a ton of fun just being a fucking goofy like uh doctor devil whatever you call and i love the idea of the devil being a doctor like as a goof and being like i'm gonna make these people kill one another for whatever because i'm bored i guess (laughs) he just decides to and sell them back braces (laughs) yeah just (laughs) She's, like, selling him, like, bunk-ass fucking, like, cures, and then has, oh, the only cure is for you to kill somebody else, uh, so what do you say? But yeah, and, and Chris, you brought up a good point, too, that bring it, bringing the comedy element into it, um... Because it's been it's been pretty serious the past the past few episodes, um, and it you know there is a lot of that dark humor here, and it it, it is played for laughs for sure. And while while it's uh, you know it has dark themes, um, it's very very much like a goofy kind of thing. Yeah, so it's a little lighter compared to the previous ones. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, not you know it's not it's not my favorite episode. I don't hate it. I don't love it. But uh, you know it's it's a good one. It's definitely excellent background uh if you want to throw something on uh and you're working or something it's 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 the best for that for sure um but yeah i dig it and if you haven't listened to those first uh what do we got three episodes out definitely should jump back and go listen to that we're going through this whole series of tales from the dark side and don't forget to check out movie dumpster our main show and uh check us out moviedumpsterpodcast.com you can listen to this show and a bunch of other shows that we have under that umbrella as well book to the movie ripe reviews and you can also check out uh chris's stuff what what do you got going on chris so um i have a uh, little instagram page called tape hell where it's um, basically soundtrack worship for uh, you know old horror VHS soundtracks, sci-fi soundtracks, and stuff like that. So um, yeah, kind of getting that off the uh, ground. 
So, um, yeah, I got some big stuff planned, um, you know, coming up with, um, you know, just digging on a bunch of tapes, recording the soundtrack and, um, just doing a whole kind of showcase for, um, you know, movies with like really cool, uh, you know, songs. Go check that out at Instagram. It's at tape underscore hell. Yep. That's it. And don't forget to drop us a five-star review if you dig the show. Now, uh, hope everyone celebrates with some uh, caramels. Oh, oh, yeah. Pop that fucking Russell Stover's open. Caramel lovers. Watch out for those teaspoons. <laughs> you throw your back out. Look out for Farley Granger, RIP, coming out, coming at you from your fucking window. You just got to go to, like, your local CVS or whatever you have near you, you whatever drugstores in your area, <laughs> just clean out the old uh, Mother's Day candies that, did, that didn't get bought, and you're good to go. Yeah, there you go, man. Yeah, shove some in your pockets for uh, next week. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so until next time, I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. And I'm Chris Barr. The dark side is always there, waiting for us to enter, waiting to enter us. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight. <laughs>